Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tal and this is the original Thinking and Creative Innovation podcast. How are you doing guys? Are you good? Are you well? Are you creatively fired up? I hope so. Uh, good runner shows. I hope you'll agree. Creative Review, iMagazine, Nina Chakrabarti, uh, World Illustration Award, Professional Books Category Winner and Lawrence King Publishing. Decent, right? It's been a good run. It's all been about the mags and books recently. Um, so we're going to change pace. We're going to switch it up. And as we're coming into London Fashion Week, we've got Steve Johnson coming up on the show. Um, Steve's awesome. Uh, based just outside of Liverpool, illustrator, designer, fantastic artist. Uh, top top lad. Top. He's been on the show before. Arrest All Mimics alumni. Very briefly, albeit, but he contributed very kindly to the mental health episode. Uh, the the two-part special that I ran a little while back, which was a very popular one. So we're going to get into that a little later and talk more in depth about Steve's career, his interest in fashion and where all that came from. But the weather this week is watercolour suits. We'll get into that a little later because of Steve's work. It's all going to make sense as we talk. Uh, but first of all, I've got to thank my wonderful sponsors. Illustration Limited, founding sponsor, illustrationweb.com, representing many, many illustrators of all different kinds, fashion illustrators, lettering specialists, live work, large scale, um, digital, organic, all going on. Real broad range, good people doing good work in the industry. Go and check them out, illustrationweb.com. Heartinternet.co.uk, superb set of people, my digital sponsor, uh, helping us out with a little digital tip every week. Go and check them out. They provide great SEO, social media advice, uh, hosting, domain names, all the stuff you need to get your strong presence on the internet today. Uh, so... Basically, Steve's been awesome. He's been a long-term supporter of the show, uh, which I cannot thank him for enough. It really does mean a lot because I do this as a labour of love. I do it uh, every week, which can be demanding when you've got a lot of projects on, but it's a great thing to be demanded by. Um, and people like Steve have been there since day dot, letting me know they appreciate the shows. It does mean a hell of a lot, and it really does help keep up the enthusiasm when you think... Is anyone actually out there listening to this Yorkshire weirdo? Um, and it does happen. I think people think they get used to seeing the show and think, oh, it's cool, it's flying. And there are times when I'm like, oh, come on, I need more listeners, I need to get more exposure for this guest that I think is awesome, but people are not picking up on. And it does get frustrating like any other creative walk of life. Um, so I just think the fact, Steve mentions a little later in his conversation about reaching out to people and letting them know if he likes their stuff. I don't think you can understate the value of letting someone know that you believe in them in this industry. Um, we all go through confidence dips. We've got an episode coming up on that very topic soon about not quite knowing which direction, not believing in yourself on some days. We all get it. It's constant ebbs and flows. I've been doing this nine years now and it never changes. It's always ups and downs. Um but Steve reached out to me digitally and has become a real kind of pillar of strength in my confidence for this show and my own work. And it does mean a lot. So there's a tip. It's a little um, it's a little benevolent one today. It, it's basically if you come across someone's work that you like or you see something that you're into or you want to add some criticism to something, some constructive criticism, do it. Reach out. Let them know. Start the conversation. Off the back of that, relationships build. And Steve and I have uh, developed a real rapport online. Uh, knowing that he's into the show, he's great. I ask him for feedback on my writing, feedback on work. And I try and tell him when I like his, his stuff too. So just bear that in mind. And that leads to other acquaintances, other connections, other uh, ideas and fresh perspectives. And that's the meat and bones of developing right so that is a slightly lengthy one but that's courtesy of hat internet.co.uk uh printed.com last but certainly not least my print sponsor personal work my print sponsor for this show for all the graphics we do for the flyers for the booklets um really great supportive sponsor uh writing a couple of columns every month for them now so go and check them out on their blog uh freelance advice basically from my perspective uh chronicling my experiences in the industry um, but the print tip is again with Steve Johnson, today's guest. Uh, his work, his brochures, his fashion illustration is stunning and his watercolour textures and techniques are beautiful and they just translate so bloody well into print. Um, I've you know I've had the pleasure of seeing them and they, they really are something else so it really depends what work you're doing but nine times out of ten it's going to sit so much nicer in print so it is worth taking the time to to produce something nice you can do it cheaply you can do it small you can do it recycled if you've got a, if you're environmentally conscious there's so many ways you can do this and printed.com provide all those things so go and have a look see how your work sits on all the different stocks all the different finishes over 90 different products great people too they uh, they feature people who are into the show who make themselves known to them on their blog so if you've got stuff you're into drop them a link through uh, um 
you know, on the, on the Twitter. I, I'm sharing their stuff all the time. Go and have a look. Follow the links through the show notes and um, just drop me your stuff because I do feature a lot of people. So cheers to those guys, printed.com. Quick word for the Association of Illustrators. Uh, been a huge supporter of the show. Um, it's next week, I believe. By the time the show comes out, it'll be the 19th and on the 28th of September... Uh, I'm doing the very first live Arrest All Mimics with Brian Grimwood, illustration legend, founder of the CIA, the Central Illustration Agency. Top guy, got, he's going to be telling stories of decades' worth of experience, working with George Harrison, uh, one of the Beatles, of course. Um, starting the agency, so the Central Illustration Agency, telling the story of that and his whole background, so it's one not to miss. It's the first time I've done this in conjunction with the Association of Illustrators. We're doing it us two in Shoreditch. Tickets £10. Um, go and check them out arrest all mimics dot event bright that's b-r-i-t-e dot com uh, you can go and grab your tickets there now it's going to be a good night as my beers it's going to be a huge crowd of illustrators well not actually not a huge crowd 60 tickets available so grab them now and come down and say hello it's going to be awesome studio audience hopefully going to pub afterwards it's going to be it's going to be a great crack so get yourself down there uh, so cheers for the support from the association of illustrators on that so, without further ado, uh, today's guest, Steve Johnson, like I said, he got in touch uh, a little while back through the social media. He's a fan of the show. We've had a conversation going on ever since. And Steve was kind enough to lay his soul bare for the mental health special episode. Talks about depression and how creativity has helped him to deal with that. Uh, focus the mind, um, sense of identity, all those things. So, go back and check that out. But Steve's got a great story, and I wanted to share that with you guys. So, he's going to tell us about how... Um, battling weight was his sort of connection with fashion how he would see uh, a boss he used to work for dressing sharply and how he wanted to have that in his life and how it helped to inspire him to lose weight and to to get himself to a position where he could do that and embrace uh, this growing love of fashion so he's going to tell us that great story and how that led to his stunning fashion illustrations which he's now becoming known for deservedly so he's working hard he's sharing all his new stuff and it's a really great style so go and check him out steve illustrates really really top guy a uh, lovely fella brilliant work so he's going to tell us the full story we're going to talk about fashion like i said london fashion week is coming up uh, and i wanted to do something that was a little different because a lot of us have a negative perception of fashion right there's that whole body image thing there's the whole making people feel inadequate you know through advertising making you feel like you want something you don't need there's that classic negative perception of it so i wanted to spin that on its head and look at the positive side of fashion how it can become a shield a real sense of identity it can empower the person wearing these clothes that they believe reflects something about their personality so Steve's going to take us through his perspective of that and he tells the story brilliantly so he's going to join me to go through all that and how it led to his beautiful illustration style uh, so I hope you enjoy it he's a, he's a top guy um, thanks again to the sponsors for supporting the show printed.com heartinternet.co.uk illustrationweb.com and the association of illustrators for helping us out too um, yeah I don't know if there's much else to say. Get us your feedback, as ever, on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. Hit me up on the email if you need to. If you want to go private, hello at bentallen.com. Um, get us your thoughts. If you want to be on the show, tell me why. A few people have been in touch recently, and we've made shows happen off the back of that. So there you have it. Without further ado, you are joining me and the brilliant Steve Johnson. So you're from Liverpool, yeah? Um, yeah, kind of originally. I, I think anyone who's, who's from Liverpool would say I'm not. Um, I kind of was born there and moved out before I was like five, so I kind of hit the twang every now and then, mm. but I kind of live on the outskirts in like a small town about ten miles away from it now. But yeah, I, I was I was born there originally. Yeah, long answer. Sorry. And what's it like? No, it's all good. What's it like as a as a creative city? Because I have to admit, I've only I've only really been there to sort of for sport and for galleries. I've not yeah. spent that much time in it, in it as a city. The, the area that um, Splint is based in is called the Baltic Triangle, um, which is a, a really they've been investing a lot of money in it for a good few years now and it, it's really starting to build up like this because um, it used to be um disused warehouses um i couldn't tell you what the warehouses were before but yeah you know some of the ships came in and you know that kind of thing but um mm. it's just it's warehouses everywhere um and i think nearly all of them have been renovated now um to either be like studio spaces um shared spaces like places to live or um like venues and there's a couple of good ones 
around the corner from us um, called Camp of Furnace and Constellations. They do like um, like all kinds of creative events, like from music to to like illustration. Very cool. And things like that. But yeah, there's a lot there's a lot happening there. Like there's the Baltic. What is it called? There's Unit Fifty One, which is um, a, a load of different creative things in there. Um, and like the they've, what they've done is they've made these like sheds. Um, which is a, a, a bit unusual, and you can like rent a shed or you can rent a room, and um, it's basically so many creative agencies in there, and they've expanded into another area now. It's just it's just really really building up around there, but like just different like design agencies, animation agencies, game agencies. It's um, it's 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 really uh, quite exciting to see it all uh, build up. Really, it um, is actually, isn't it? I guess. I guess... I guess that's kind of indicative of a lot of the things, the themes in in what we're sort of going to talk about. In that, yeah. that it's that collectivity and that belonging, isn't it? It's, it's a yeah. really wonderful thing to see all those like-minded people coming together around this kind of one love of creativity. Yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely is. It's um, I, I love seeing the different um, like um, dress styles. I, I I really like um, like style and fashion. Um, so seeing like people in their own identities and and their um kind of their community groups like uh, i know it sounds a bit weird like you know like um, skaters there's a skate park just around the corner so you know and uh, like artists and stuff like that you can see like there's a um, sets of different types of um, interests and it's great to see that kind of variety like uh, popping up because if you go into town it, it's a bit like you know Trackies are still and scallies are still everywhere, and so it's nice <laughs> to see a bit of a, a bit more of a variety popping up. But uh, I mean, the the city itself, because um, where the Baltic is, is is about must be about a mile and a bit from the city centre. Hmm. Uh, so um, this, the city itself is just being pretty much rebuilt and like done up, and like there's there's creative agencies are going into there as well because um, there's the business sector around there and I think you know creative sectors the creative businesses which are a bit more you know um, working with corporate clients and like business clients they set up there so it's kind of um, coming in from both ends you've got the the, the Baltic side which is near Toxteth and you've got the um, the business end which is like mainly in the city centre more more so it's, it's quite interesting to see the, the two different Types yeah. of creative agencies that you can get, um, kind of s- circumferencing, if that's a word. The, uh, yeah. the <laughs> I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is actually, you know, it's interesting you should say that because it's I've been spent now two and going on two and a half years in London. Mm. It's a real bugbear of mine seeing how studios like like mine and the ones you've just described have been pushed. Yeah out to sort of zone four and places like Woolwich and redevelopments happening in the centre and like you yeah. said the only places that seem to be there are the bigger design agencies who, who have the big hitting clients and I guess the yeah. money that comes with that but what's exciting is I went to Cardiff and I'm sure you heard the episode with um, yeah. with Dan from yeah. uh, from Rabble and yeah. there are little po- pockets that are actually starting to grow in their own right now it's not yeah. like they're just there to exist and then die it's almost like they are actually finding their own niche in business and attracting people from outside of creative industries as well so it's it's kind of exciting in its own way and it'll be interesting to see how that goes yeah yeah def- definitely will be it, it is a i really like that episode there just uh because i could relate it to um shared studios i've seen and heard about around around liverpool and manchester and, and chester which is uh, nearby as well so um it, it was it was really interesting to hear that you know because the um the guy who owned it was um was into the creative thing wasn't he so he was a bit more supportive than just general rent people who just wanted to make money um so it that, that that's nice that you're getting that kind of support it's been really cool actually seeing your fashion stuff come together um i'm really liking what, what you're doing with it at the minute i think it's a really lovely style cheers yeah it's it, it's been a uh, a bit of a slog trying to sort it out because when I when I started um, illustrating, I was like I was really into um, Satoshi Hashimoto. You know, did a lot of work for Monocle, very fifties retro mm. style, um, and um, I, I really I really liked his um, 
his use of the ink line for the outline and then just very simple washes and it just got me back into drawing because um, me and my mate set up a site um, about cycling um, and I, ca I, I can't take a photo to save my life. Like any photo I take is blurred. If I take 50 photos, 50 photos will be blurred. None of them will be. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, I hadn't really drawn in years, so I thought, oh, well, I can draw. And I've been looking at the monocle, like, I, I, I'll draw each picture. And it just got me back into it. So that was my starting point again, this kind of cartoony style. And I always loved comics, not as in reading them, but the art. And um, I always loved drawing realistic stuff. I'm just never confident in it. So it's been a bit of a path from Satoshi Hashimoto kind of, inspiration through to like different things and, and and going down roads thinking like is this right no is this right no is this right maybe <laughs> you know and and i finally um kind of hit on it like about must be about six seven months ago um i just started drawing this way and i said i really like this and like started because I, I i did i used to do a lot of vector i still do a lot of vector work at illustrator and um it, I, I, it's good, you know, and, and like you see a lot of lot of lovely, lovely work out there done in Vector, but I, I always thought it was quite mechanical and took the um, personality from the illustrator away a bit, mm. uh, because obviously it, it is Vector, so it's, it's shape paths and stuff like this, so you lost a bit of the hand in it, and I thought, like, so like, as I say, some people can do that, and it's amazing, um, and it's I, I love that style of illustration, but I thought my best thing was my drawing. Um, so I, I wanted to try and keep the drawing in the finished piece. So yeah, it's like a lot of a uh, kind of experiment. And then when you were interviewing Miss Led, I, mean, I knew Miss Led, um, and you know I, I was looking at her, her stuff and like how I got her tutorials and seeing how she kind of prepares her artwork and I was like getting more and more confident about leaving my pencil line in there because uh, I would always take it off thinking like oh, it doesn't look finished it's not good um, so it, it has been a bit of a, a kind of a journey to to get to it. and I and it's still got a lot of um, development to go which I'm, I'm, I am enjoying now it's looking and like getting better with painting and using paints and actually use real paints instead of just digital paints um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm. I really enjoy it. I, I love, I love like uh, fashion and style and like um, the diff. As I say before, like the different kind of looks people have to um, like communicate their uh, their look and their identity. Like, there's a great quote from Bill Cunningham that I'm gonna mess up, but um, like um, fashion is like the armor that you um, use to uh, go out into the world, and so it's it's like without it. You know, you don't have your kind of comfortable and how you, um, you know, deal with what's going on there. And you, it's, it is like a little bit of a, this is me. This is this is this is a reflection of me. And I, so I really like drawing that and um, trying to just convey that. Um, oh, absolutely. I, There's some. I mean, fashions are real. Again, I think it's something with age. I've I've learned to appreciate a little more about. Yeah beyond any kind of superficial side but more importantly uh, as an extension of that you know that person's character I guess and everything I suppose it's in a sense it's no different to a creative style um, in that it's it's a part of your journey it's come to it's arrived at that point where you are yeah yeah life. yeah no that 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 that's very true because like uh, like that's trends for you isn't it like one day you're wearing like joggers and a t-shirt the next day you're wearing a waistcoat and uh Genos kind of things because uh, you kind of think differently. Certain situations happen in your life, and you you react to a certain thing, and your fashion kind of goes with it. And it's not just like um, you know you look at a magazine and people are wearing shirts now, so I'll wear shirts. It's like um, I feel good in this piece of clothing, and it makes me feel like I can deal with things a little bit. It, 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 there is a kind of a link there, I think, with the mental health issue of it. You know, if you've, you know, the, the, the very simple thing, if you feel good in what you're wearing, um, you feel a bit better. So, you know, you, your style is um, is something that can help your 
because I used to be like really overweight and so I hid in my clothes you know I was like you know I was an XXXL so I'd wear an XXXXL and like uh, just a coat all the time and just like kind of hide in this big tent of fabric mm. uh, but when I lost all the weight and I could get into like 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 small and medium um, I, you, you felt a lot more confidence and a lot more bet you know, you, you looked in the mirror and your sheet was like, ah, this is what I'd more like to wear and what I want to look like. So I can use the things that I like the look of better and I'm not hiding as much. So you can, you feel a bit um, more able to deal with um, like, like like life in, 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 a, in a small way. First of all, it's a hell of an achievement. So well done on that. I mean, that's, Thank you. <laughs> you know, that's, um, that's just some real... Real dedication in its own right. Um, do you think? Do you think there's a link between that and your creativity in re- in respect of? Um, I mean, did that give you a certain resolve overcoming that challenge and losing so much weight? And do you think that has fed into into the tenacity that it takes to succeed in, as a freelance creative? I, I, I definitely think you need that will because it's so easy to just go. This is hard. I'm not doing this. Um, I, and I think you need that that determination and the desire to do something. Um, so with me, it was like, I hate being fat, I want to be thin. And, and with, with, with drawing, it, it was like an, a bit of an epiphany because I was doing um, web design and um, kind of a bit of graphic design. And I was going for job to job to job to job. And I'm thinking like, oh, this job will be it, this job will be it. And then I realized, well, this is not something I want to do. I really love drawing. Like, it's just brilliant and I, I just I, I want to do it all the time uh, and obviously the best way to do it all the time is to integrate it into my work so I can do it all the time so I can spend most of my days drawing uh, and, and that, that for me was something that I'm I, like I, I, I don't know I've still got a long way to go and I but that desire to do that I think like you, you go to work 40 hours a week and if you're doing something you don't like then all you've got is the weekend and the hope that you work with nice people and that's not always the case but if you're doing something you love then that can kind of take away from the um you know like the humdrum and the stuff because you're just immersed in an activity that you know it just brings you so much joy and so much um passion and like excitement and therapy it, 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 as it is in my case sometimes um, mm. I think that determination to, to do that it, it, if you've got it then that, that that just fuels you because there's so many times you get scared like like losing weight you're like right t- today I've got to eat this 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 and this and like 10 minutes in you're hungry you just want a pack of crisps and so you're like um, well I can't have a pack of crisps because I want to lose weight um, and if I have a pack of crisps, then I, you know, I'll then go, well, I'll, I'll start again tomorrow. And with illustration, and, and you know, you can't start again tomorrow. Um, you've got to keep at it. Like, you think, I don't want to do this today, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's like, no, you've got, to, you've got to do it today. Because if you don't do it today, you know, you're just one day less away from achieving it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, and we all know in that instance, it becomes a bit harder each day as well and a little bit more... Um further away a bit less tangible yeah yeah exactly and you're kind of setting up your mindset to be i can always do it tomorrow and so it become because it becomes a bit less of a put off thing and then you get it's like it's like homework in essence like i'll do that on sunday night and i guess the sunday night you start stressing out because it's dead hard and uh, if you you know monday's approaching um it, it that syndrome's always been through you if you if you if you've got that attitude, then you know you got a question. Hey, do you love it enough to want to do it? Because you, you I, I never knew how scary it was going to be and how, um, how like oh my god, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. There's, I'll never be able to do this. And then there's this other force in you. It's like saying, but I really want to do this and mm. I really want to succeed and I really think I can do it so let's keep going and and like I I suffer from self-doubt like so bad but I I can't get over the 
desiring me to want to do this so much, um, and um, I just think it's 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 a really important thing to have. If you don't have it, then it will become something that you can kind of easily give up on. Um, oh God, yeah, and and also, I mean, I mean, um, you know, um, the fact that that feeling of desire to do it overpowers the doubt. You know, should hopefully scream that it's right as well. Is that is that how you feel? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it not all the time, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I think when I think about this isn't going to work, I'll have to get a job. Um, you know, doing going back to design or like maybe doing something else. Like I have that thought like all the time, thinking like I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. Um, but and then I just get hit with this like. But I really want to do this, and I, I, you know, a lot of people say I am good enough, and I know I can get better, and I know I want to get better, and I want to achieve. Like, like I going back to listening to all the people you interview, and like that they've done this, that, and it, like, like uh, the the little collective, and uh, how Emma and uh, Willow and Nikki went to different places to do illustrate. I, I, I think that's amazing. How y- you know you yourself going to Japan, um, and and it's like well. If they can do it, why can't I do it? Kind of thing. So it's kind of like, no, come on. I know you're scared. I know you don't want to do it because it's hard, but you can do it. Just, 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 just keep going, and you can make it. Um, oh, absolutely. And I mean, your stuff. I mean, your stuff's like I said to you earlier. Your stuff's come along so much, um, and it's been a real joy to kind of see that happening. Uh, and it seems just from seeing the, the responses of the people who've been in the same conversations when I've made a comment on something it seems uh, wholesome, wholesomely positive has that been the case? Has, has that been really encouraging kind of getting the feedback from people on the likes of social media? Yeah, yeah, I, like social media is really good for like um, getting like opinions and, and, and getting like support and I'm, I'm a big fan of supporting on like where I can like if I can, if I see something and I like it I, I want to say I like it, uh, and if I if I can make a comment on why I like it, I will. Um, I my my thought is, a lot of people can slag off or say something nasty because they're hiding behind a computer. So I I might think, well, I, if I like it, I'll say I like it, and I'll say why. So it 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 is always um, kind of encouraging to get the nice feedback. It's always nice to be told something's good. Yeah, of course. It's also it, it's also nice to be um, told. Um, why it's good, um, why it's working and what's not working and what you can improve on and so it's a bit more like constructive criticism or ways you can go with your work. Um, my friend Mark, he's, he's, he's really good with that. He will, he will like say, it's good, um, but do this. And it, like, oh yeah, that, that was a really good suggestion. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's a fabulous illustrator, Mark. Um, so when he talks to me about it, it's like, it is really, it's like getting a, um, a personal mentor with it really and that, like um, advice you've given me in the past like um, that, that's been really invaluable so and I wouldn't have had that if I didn't post the work on social media um, so that, that I, I do think social media is a really important thing like Instagram I, I find is a really good one um, you get a lot of uh, interaction with that because obviously it's just such a visual um, platform whereas Twitter um, is a bit hit and miss sometimes, yeah. uh, uh, and Facebook, I I post work on there just because I'm thinking it's another avenue to put up there. But I I, I kind of just focus on the um, uh, on the visual of, of uh, Instagram and um, on Twitter. I find me too. Actually, yeah, I find that tw- uh, Facebook is often. I guess it's a bit of an echo chamber. It's, it's it tends to be more the people that already know about my work. Yeah. Um, friends and family and whatever else which is, like you say, it's good to keep it active but I, th- I find it way more productive on Instagram and Twitter the same yeah, 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 just because um, you're not, you're not, as you say, you're not dealing with friends and family you're dealing with everyone uh, mm. who has decided to either just click on a hashtag, click on a retweet or you know, just did a search for um, you know Incline illustration, and then like, oh, I like, I like to look at this Ben Talon fella, uh, and you know, click clicked on an image, and like, oh, that's nice, and then just you know, shared it from there, and it's um, it's it's good, it's good for that, and I, I think that's a really important thing. I'd I'd suggest anyone kind of gets on them two platforms at least, because 
from from there you can create a kind of you know um i don't know where like a like a following or um you know you know get 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 more kind of recognition and more um more feedback on your work Oh, without a doubt, me too. On, on on all the things I do, whether whether it's writing this, uh, you know, illustrating, it's it's been invaluable on all channels for me. Uh, yeah. As you know, through strangers and people that I know alike. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I imagine um, as well with with yourself um, going to um, the the universities and and going to different events and the people you you meet, you know, it's just a case of it'll come up in conversation that. Um, Oh, on Instagram, check me out, and then from there that gets that that gets shared. So, um, having that platform there, which is active, which is always full of rich, creative, you know, work, and also, um, all the other things you're involved with, and like promoting other people, and like promoting um, like um, areas and stuff. Um, it it just really helps just spread the word even more um, about. You know your work and um, and what you're doing. Oh, without, yes, without a shadow of a doubt. And, and as we know, it can be quite solitary at times uh, yeah. if we're not careful as freelancers. So yeah, to that end, it, it really is crucial. Yeah, yeah, no, that that definitely is a. It, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it has a dark side, obviously, but I I don't usually get involved with that. Oh no, uh, me neither. Is You just yeah, I just you know ignore and move on to the positive stuff if ever that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, it's just not worth it, is it? So, what's the background, and then with the fashion stuff, Steve? Where, where does you, where does your interest in that stuff come from? If you can trace it back, I probably it probably is um, the weight stuff, um, because as I say, when I was uh, bigger, I, I I hid in me clothes. So, and and obviously, when you're bigger, you fit in less. Um, so you're wearing what's comfortable and what's um affordable and what and what 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 does fit and by by that size you are just looking at um you know jogging pants and 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 t-shirts and stuff like that mm. uh, and, and a lot of it is to do with hiding in your clothes kind of thing and they're they're, they're baggy and hideable like if you if you were to wear a shirt and and uh, you know suit trousers you're much more show because it's more fitted because that's that's the, that's the way of a uh, you know smart tailoring so when I when I lost the weight and I could start to um wear that stuff and then I would see um like yeah, where I worked at the time there was the, the, the one of my bosses he, he, he dressed quite sharp and I quite liked how he how he worked it worked how he looked in the suit and how he how he had his own style and it, he was smart because he always have the opinion of suits that you know it's like a uniform um, but it doesn't have to be, you know. It, oh, okay, it's going to be a quite a, a, a well-fitted piece of clothing, um, but it it also works if you get it right. You can always get it right to fit your body profile, and I really like that, and that got me really right into it. And um, uh, so, obviously, as I was drawing, I just started to draw people in suits. Um, I really enjoyed drawing that, and at first, it was quite cartoony. Um, and I got a, I got a job um, with a tailor in in London, um, Susanna Hall Taylors, and um, she liked my work, and commissioned me to do a few uh, window illustrations. Oh. Uh, so it was just it was just blokes in suits. I became kind of a running thing because I was just drawing blokes in suits. <laughs> um, but I just you know I, if you look at my Pinterest board, there's just it's just. Um, for the first probably year of it, it was just blokes and suits. It's now kind of casual in a little bit, um, but it just it just came from there. I think just the ability to understand that your clothes your clothes can be tailored to both your your body shape and your um, your I can't think of the word your interests. Mm. Uh, and you know, I, I, I say I really like that, so I, I just started to draw it more and like try and draw the different kind of outfits I liked and the different types of uh, styles I liked. And then obviously from the men, you know, came women, um, and I started trying to draw women. Cause I was at one point I don't think I ever drew women. 
I was a bit scared because men, you don't mind drawing ugly, but women, you always want to draw pretty. But I was thinking like, well, not you know, not not everyone's pretty. So you were trying to not that I've drawn that many um, ugly people, but um, you know, you're trying to get a bit better. So I and try different ranges and like women's style is so big and so versatile and like they they have so many different types of styles and and looks and so it just kind of grew from there really it just um you know i, I like uh, i follow a lot of people on instagram who are like models and um lifestyle bloggers who like go to the um catwalk shows and you just see people um walking down like i want to draw that i want to draw that i want to draw that. I, every time you see someone in a nice outfit like i'm walk around uh, Liverpool or like Manchester and you see someone in a nice outfit like wouldn't mind drawing that um, it's just, <laughs> it just it's, it's, it's just kind of like an automatic response now that um, I see like someone dressed in a way that I think is um, interesting I want to I, I want to draw that there's a guy who gets on my train um, and this is in a place called Prescott which is a bit um, kind of set in its ways a little bit and um, he's he's really dressed quite in his own style, it's not my thing, but I love how he's carrying it off. You know, he's wearing crop pants. He's got his uh, rockabilly hairdo. <laughs> uh, he's got his, he's got a really individual look, and I, 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 I am there in the station, like having sly pervs and everything. Like I really like how he's carrying himself off, and like I'm thinking, I really want to draw this guy. And I just think it's like six o'clock in the morning. We're getting a train to Liverpool from Prescott, and I'm drawing you. I just think no, that might not be the best thing to do, but. I, 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 yeah, it's just so it's so good to just like um, to see it when it works. You know, someone feels comfortable in what yeah. they wear. It is it, what you just described there does sound like Bill Cunningham, but with a pen instead of a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is brilliant because you quoted Bill Cunningham earlier, and I was totally unaware. Because I mean, I, I have to admit, I am not up on my fashion at all, and I mean, I like it. I just don't know a lot about it. Yeah. And, um yeah, so I had a friend of mine ran a place in in Manchester called the Black Lion Pub, and he turned it into a pub, but also a creative space upstairs where they had an independent theatre and a little cinema space and mm-hmm. gigs and whatever else on art exhibitions. Anyway, he did a little two-day independent uh, weekend f- uh, film festival, and one yeah. of the films that he screened there was Bill Cunningham, New York, and someone yeah. told me that I'd be really into it and I should go and see it, and it's it's fantastic. It's one of my favourite documentary films. and. Um, for anyone that's not seen that, you really should go and check it out. Um, if, especially if you're listening to this about this show and into Steve's work, because it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, again, Mark um, got me to watch it. I, I, I had heard about it from a guy. Um, I can't remember it, James, James Greg, I think they say it. Um, he, he did a cycling blog, um, and he he was a big photographer. He, he could take a photo of him, um, but he was a big fan of Bill Cunningham, and he recommended him. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that. So I start. I have this thing where if I don't want to watch it, I don't want to watch it, and nothing will make me want to watch it, even if it's like the best film in the world mm. or the best thing in the world. It's like, nah, I can't be asked this. So I switched it off, and it was like years later um, when Mark recommended it that I got it. I watched it. It was like, this is amazing, and I watched it. I've watched it about six or seven times in like one sitting. It just it the way he, he, he's so focused on. Um, not even like a certain style, just um, individuality and flamboyancy and stating that you're here and just in the excitement and just the way he's just like gone like that. He doesn't give a, you know, who, who you are. He just wants to take a picture of something mm. fantastic. And it's a total eccentric and I love it. It's a yeah. really endearing character from, from what I saw in the film. Yeah, yeah, de- def- definitely. It's, it's a shame. Um, Got into him to a bit late because uh, obviously he'd passed away by the time um, I'd watched the documentary and uh, so like there's nothing nothing new now but there's still lots to discover because obviously he had a very rich and full photography life and a life itself there so um, yeah so what so I mean would it be fair to say you are a specialist in your in, in your style in the way that you create the, the you know fashion um I I wouldn't say so no I I I I'd, I'd say um. It is definitely what what I'd love to focus on, like like drawing, um, in a, in fashion, like for, you know, in store murals or um, fashion magazines or um, like 
lookbooks, like any anything um, to do with style and um, lifestyle to do with fashion. It is that that is the direction I would I would love to work in every day. Um, just just because, as I say, just to see the variety of different styles and you know draw that down, and even even like the idea of coming up with my own um, styles and, and and illustrating that, I just I just find it very very exciting. And but as I say, it, it, this I've been doing this for just this year will be my third year doing it um, as as like you know full time. Like, let's do this. So that's been three years of kind of developing mm. and learning failing a lot, uh, succeeding a bit, um, so I know I've still got a long way to go, but I feel like I've now got, I'm on the right track with it, and it's something I really, really want to do, because it, it, it just, it, it just does bring me a lot of, a lot of happiness, just drawing this, this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, have you always drawn, Steve, have you drawn since being young? Yeah, yeah, since, since I can remember, so I've, I've always drawn, like everyone was saying, like, uh, when I got back into illustration, started doing it, I think like, well, I thought you'd do this anyway. I'm surprised you didn't. Um, I, I think I just got it into me that there was no money in it, and I should do something that makes money. Um, and I, I didn't really have a clue what to do. And um, my careers teacher, I went to her. I said, if anyone knows me, I'm, I'm quite into this um, science fiction show called Star Trek. Don't know if anyone knows about it, <laughs> but but. Um, yeah, I was. I'm, I'm very mad keen on that, and I, I love the the ships. So I wanted to try and get into special effects and designing the ships as a job. So I went to my career teacher. Um, I went to school in Raynhill, which is just inside St Helens. So she worked for St Helens College, and um, she was like, um, "Yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying, but have you considered a career in engineering? Because at the time, St Helens College had a big push for." Um, engineering courses so it was like okay um, I won't do that then and I kind of fell into doing like design and as I say I kind of stumbled over that I mean I do like design but it's like I like um, um, bacon you know it doesn't mean I want to work in bacon yeah. uh, uh, so it was um, it was a bit of a uh, kind of a went went down a really long bad path for like 10 11 years and then as i say, realized a few years ago like i really want to draw uh, uh, and that that that's where it is so yeah i i think i'm i'm on a path now that i think i'm happy with so mm. I just gotta... it's a great buzz isn't it when you when something clicks and you know you're on something close to the right direction it, it it's it's astonishing it's astonishing this this feeling of like like I remember getting my first invoice for drawing a picture, and I was like, "Oh, this is crazy! This, uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've just been paid to draw a picture." It was like it was it was it was like about six pictures of people cycling, and I got paid like five hundred quid for it. And I was like, "Five hundred quid for drawing pictures of people cycling?" This <laughs> and it's just it's astonishing, and it's so surreal, and it just. That boggles my mind. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because it's just, I guess, I would imagine anyone that, that loves what they do would say the same thing because you do it with, for no pay, for pleasure growing up. Um, and therefore, you only associate the things you get paid for as being, you know, things you don't really like because yeah. sadly there's that mentality that work should be hard and, and, and not something you enjoy because there's a lot of people experience that. But when you combine the two, pleasure and, and pay, it's, <laughs> it really is the dream. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's amazing. I mean, I mean, I, I love when I was reading your book about like the uh, the stuff you went through to to get where you are, like the jobs and uh, you know working for the council and like <laughs> yeah. living in the student digs with the and getting to uh, the Morrison's. Uh, it was Morrison's, wasn't it? <laughs> It was all of them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to all of them as well. Like so, when because my mate went to uni in Preston. Oh yeah. So whenever <laughs> I was reading the book, I was I imagined that actually his house because I visited his house a few times. It was student digs and it was cold. But I remember because I had a car, I'd taken to it the, the Morrison's where he'd do his, his shop, you know, and, and uh, get he had like ten quid to buy like eight months worth of food <laughs> and, and just watching him kind of get all this stuff um so is uh, it reading that was quite a 
it's quite um, kind of memory lane esque. But yeah, just just everything you went through to to get where you are now. And I, as I say, I think the biggest inspiration of um, Arrest All Mimics is yourself, Ben. Like how you've oh, you've, thank you, man. That's very kind. You've you've kind of pulled yourself up. You've you called the Guardian, and he told you to go away, and then you called again, and he told you to come in, and the, and then the the, the ups from the the big issue in the Guardian, and then the downs when they got cancelled on you unexpectedly, and then and 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 now look at you, and you, you know there's still so much more you're going to do, and it's it's great to kind of have that little window into your your career, you know, through the podcast. It's mm. uh, it's why I love doing it because I've just I I had that experience by sharing with Danny as you'll know from if you've read the book yeah Danny Ellison um, and it, it was just a huge turning point seeing someone in real life in living colour doing it and and making money and yeah. it made it seem so much more real to me um, therefore I always saw the value in in hearing that real life story the ups and the downs not just the kind of glossy social feed but the, the, yeah. the nitty gritty stuff as well and especially when that's from someone who you respect or you know who, who is perceived as being a master then yeah. you, it suddenly humanizes it all a great deal and makes it seem real when you're when you are starting and going through harder times yeah yeah to- totally totally you can see people go on their own journeys because like with with the depression thing um you do feel like you're the only one going through it. So, but and, and, and so, in a lesser extent, when you're doing something you want to do, you do think you're the only person doing it, and you see all these people who are far away. It's like um, it's like when you watch the football, you just and you watch it on telly. They they they're on telly. They're like they're like someone's controlling them, and then you go to a football game, and you're actually thinking, all right, it's a very big stadium but I'm basically just standing around a park watching like a game of footy and oh look there's um, in my case like Steven Gerrard or Fernando Torres at, at the time um, it's, it, it's it's humanising it it's just like it's, it's crazy like um, like meeting um, illustrators who you look at on the internet and think I love their work and then you meet them and you're like holy hell it is it is very stark striking and then when they tell you things about about their kind of their path you're like wow that's just like how you know that's that's 10 times harder than how i'm doing it uh, and look at them now I, I i go back to yourself now like you've really had to struggle through a lot of it to get where you are now so i, I, I don't know if I, I, would you agree that that kind of made you because you know you had to go through all this stuff so it's kind of like well i went through all this stuff I can't stop now because I've I've had to do a lot to get this far. So if I stop now, I'm kind of like that was all for not. I don't know. What do you think? Oh god, yeah, hundred percent. And and also just like you say, having gone through that thing of working in full time jobs. I mean, some of those jobs were the best jobs I've had outside of illustration, mm. but others were so mundane and and just filing things and not seeing anyone all day. And you just think. I've really kind of gone for the creative thing and I'm not that qualified to do much else therefore yeah. if I don't do this that's me and I really yeah. don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? so um, so yeah well yeah of course going through that experience teaches you what's on the other side and you know there's certainly been no silver spoon at the same time I know some people have had it a lot worse than me but but yeah that's that's that journey is is certainly what's what's made me want it much more and work hard for it yeah, yeah, I can imagine because um, you've you've had you've had the bit where you've tasted it and it got took away, so you're tasting it again and you don't want it to be took away now because you've had that experience where if you haven't had the, that experience, I imagine it it'll, you know it'll it be be a different journey for you um, and you know. Oh, for sure, and I think your story. I mean, not to talk about me too much, but I think your story there about the whole weight issue is a that's a fantastic. Um, tale of resolve and and what a wonderful thing to think that that provided some some key inspiration and 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 desire for the whole fashion illustration thing i think that's the really positive side of fashion and, and a brilliant story yeah yeah I, I i think i never really thought about that until you till you asked me really i just um so yeah yeah it's a uh, it's crazy what can happen <laughs> Yeah, that's that. I think once people think that the style is a product of you and your journey, then I think 
you start to uh, you know become more appreciative of the little things that, that maybe we hide or, or keep to the evenings and the weekends you know yeah. it's, it's the first thing I, any student that comes to me and asks says they're struggling or they haven't found their style yet I think I always catch them cold when I start to ask them what they what you know what did you do last night or what did you do on Sunday or whatever uh, yeah and they look a bit weird at first, and I think, no, no, you know, what are you into? What do you do for pleasure when when no one's there? And the answers always have keys in there. Always, it's, it's hilarious. Um, but that's only come with experience, you know. Uh, for me, yeah, yeah, you, you you don't kind of twig. Do you? you just think, well, like, this is just something I like doing, so I just do it, rather than thinking like that's actually influencing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see it as um, what it is, in essence. Exactly, that's it. So what? So what sorts of stuff have you been working on today with your fashion style, and, and what, have you got anything cool going on at the moment? Um, well, um, at the moment, I'm trying to do um, a, a kind of a tailor's lookbook um, of to try and push the style a bit more. Um, so I've, I'm drawing the, the the guys in the suits, um, but I'm trying to give it a, a much more. Um, I don't know if. Um, Grungy is a good word for it, but kind of a, 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 a looser, more contemporary feel. So instead of like painting them up, I'm going to try and like use very expressive brush marks mm. uh, and, and, and to kind of mix the kind of fine detailed tailoring, which would be the pencil line, with the flamboyance and creativity of what style could be with like you know brush strokes. So that, that, that's something I'm trying to work on it at the moment but um a lot a lot of my uh paid work is um is vector and um kind of character design stuff so I, I, it's kind of trying to find that balance i mean i must sp- sp- spend nearly all week drawing something um the only time i don't is at the weekends with me kids are here uh, and you know they they obviously um, take my attention away to just do you know uh, family stuff um so and um, that that that's um, something i'm doing at the moment um I'm, I'm always trying to just um push myself and and try new things and not just focus on the fashion i sometimes try um like like food or drink stuff i did i did a project um about, about um cocktail recipe cards I really enjoyed that because I, I basically um, just just painted a load of cocktails, um, and it was so, so different and so free because I I I do a loose sketch of the actual glass and what was in it, but because it because it was all colour, I couldn't really draw anything um, past like the shape and like maybe a few details of like pineapple and ice. Mm. Uh, so it was like really good to just mess with colour. Um, so, so um, I, I'm kind of just, as I say, still developing and still learning with it. So, so I, I, I'm just trying to push it as a, as much as I can and not try and be so safe because that's something I can fall back into, like be, be safe kind of thing. And I, I see so many fantastic um, fashion illustrators and all so inspiring to me. Um, and I, I see the more flamboyant ones um, and just think, that's what I need to try and to do a bit more. So, uh, try, I'm trying to trying to really um, push that as best I can. Like I so said, we're always trying to come up with like uh, new like illustrations that then I can use to help hopefully promote that style more and hopefully get more more work in it. Like because um, that, that, as I say, that's where I, that's where I want to go. Very cool, exciting times. I can't wait to see uh, the lookbook. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I started it. Um, I, I did um, a guy. Um, I was I'm going around Liverpool. Nearly like Liverpool has so many fantastic uh, doors and buildings. Like I, I started a little thing on Instagram, just boss doors. Um, so like like I seen a door, I just took a picture of it and like um, like Instagrammed it, and it always kind of stuck with me. And I thought like, well, I'm going to do these guys like kind of with the doors, like um, kind of because it's so kind of refined and and grand yeah, i thought i thought it worked well. so there's just just me in the middle of walking home to the train station and uh, just taking pictures of people's houses and then legging it <laughs> it's not um, a door run <laughs> yeah yeah if, if we kind of like knock and run yeah 
That's brilliant. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it goes back to what we said about the whole lifestyle surrounding fashion. It's just there's so much you can do with that. Uh, yeah, men in suits, women in dresses, whatever you want it to be. But there's it's all about a lifestyle. With fashion, never fashion is wasted without context, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It needs to kind of, I, I say, have a meaning, have it, have a, have a feeling, um, because without that, it is just a, a pair of pants, um, and yeah, you know. It. Can make it very functional fashion. I mean, I mean that that's another thing at all. Functional fashion, like that works well as well. Like my granddad was, um, I, I think he was quite stylish. But as he got older, um, obviously he, he was like ninety six when he passed away. So um, he lived through two wars. So he was very much you don't waste anything. So he like his 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 fashion towards um, his later years was very functional so like oh my pants are ripped i'll just get this bit of fabric and put that there instead you know like hang on your, your pants are brown and the fabric's green so that actually, yeah but i've got a pair of pants again now like okay it's ripped again all right i've got this one it's orange it's like so you've got brown orange and green pants like yeah but they're on me and I, i'm not cold it's like well you know fair enough um, so um, i think you should work that up in your style <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do, I should do, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, God. Uh, well, um, right, I'm going to corner you with the shack in the tank section now. As, as a regular listener, I'm sure it needs no explanation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something I love and something I hate. Um, okay, something I love. I go blank. <laughs> they all do. Yeah, well, I've got loads of things, and I'm thinking, like, is that a good answer? Do I say that? <laughs> They're all good answers. I've never had a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> this one's going to be really bad if it's now. Um, I, I, I guess um, the, the the good thing is that you're you're always going to learn something, and it doesn't matter if it works out or succeeds. You've you've learned something, and that's so so astounding. Like I'm astounding. It is, you know, like it can be horrible when it doesn't work out. But then, like a few days later, you're like, "Oh well, now I know better." And now, and then you, it pushes you to do it better. And 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 that that that's great. That like, I think oh, that went wrong. Let's do it again and get it this time. Um, that that and that continued sense development. Um, that that that's something that I really love doing about it. Like you. Because when I started, I didn't think that I'd be going from Satoshi Hashimoto kind of 50s illustration style to, you know, highly realistic, detailed um, fashion illustrations. Um, so I, 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 no way then did I think I'd get to that far. So, um, so I, I think that's something I really love, and I, I love every day when I get when I do learn and when I do develop a bit more I think that's really invaluable mm, yeah uh, something I hate and um, one thing one thing that always kind of an- annoys me more than hates is um, people ripping off other people mm. um, and kind of claiming it as their own and it's really hard to kind of be unique and be yourself and I, I do accept that and everyone, everyone kind of has some similarities to other people but I remember seeing this piece the other week on, on Behance and it's like oh Tom Hogamat's done a new piece great so I, I, I went down to go and like it and then I glanced up to the right and it said multiple owners and I'm like, okay he must be one of them and it, he wasn't involved at all and I was like you're kidding it's like an exact replica of his work in like yeah. eight years ago Um which was exactly the same view, and it's like, ah, oh, Matt, so basically you've seen this, and you've you've just kind of rehashed it as your own, and it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit, I feel, I feel bad, it's like, uh, Ollie, Ollie Moss gets it a lot, doesn't he? Um, he, you know, his um, Star Wars things, you see some bad rip-offs of that now. Mm. Uh, it, that, it, it, sadly you do, don't you, when, yeah, people who've reached a certain level, you tend to see it, and it, yeah, it's not nice. Not a nice part of the industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you could do to to do it because it's. I, I know there's the, the Zara thing on Twitter of um, it. I mean, trying to deal with that, and that's quite high profile. But dealing with illustrators who kind of 
you know, do pretty much pass off other people's work as their own, even though it might have been redone a little bit. But I, th- I think that can be a bit annoying. Oh, God, time. yeah, I agree. It's, it's certainly uh, not healthy. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that that that's go back to the love, you know. You, you you're developing something that you love, so why would it be something someone else has done? Exactly, that's it. It's all about individuality and being unique. So, yeah, I agree totally. Cool. I'm glad I got something in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and where can people check out your work, Steve? Um, I, I've got my website, um, which is steelillustrates.co.uk. Brilliant. Um, and then, um on Behance, Instagram and Twitter, all as um, Steel Streets. Excellent. All right, Steve. Brilliant. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time. No, thank you very much, Ben. It's been really, really good. Cheers to Steve for taking the time once again to come back on the show after his first appearance on the Mental Health and Creativity Special, which you can go back and listen to as ever on the archive, soundcloud.com forward slash arrest all mimics or on Apple Podcasts. Cheers for the support, guys. The numbers are growing all the time. It's really cool. The Twitter's flying up at the minute. Do share the work. Do get it out there. If you want to support the creative industry like I do, that's why I do this show, then please do spread the word of Arrest All Mimics. If you get a second, please go and drop us a little review on iTunes. Only takes a moment uh, or on Apple Podcasts. Really helps spread the word. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create this ironclad archive that's going to stay up there for a long time and support the industry. Share people's stories. Share the journeys and the ideas. Hopefully inspire you all to do your thing and find your sense of identity and maximise the creativity that we all have within us. So thanks again, Steve Johnson, top lad, fantastic illustrator. Go and check out his work, Steve Illustrates. All the links in the show notes, as ever. Um, loads of great new work coming up from that lad. Uh, he's a top guy. Uh, cheers to the sponsors, printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk and illustrationweb.com. Um, keep it coming, keep the support coming. Get us feedback at Arrest All Mimics on Twitter, hello at bentalent.com on the email. Uh, and we'll see you very soon for some great new shows coming up. Cheers, guys. See you all later.